This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This morning it's going to be our Legal Issues Day. If you want to text us a question, 615-893-1450. Let me go right ahead and tell you right off the bat, it's easier to take a text today. We're having some problems with our telephone. I'll just shoot straight with you. Uh, At a radio station, your phones don't ring. They have a light that blinks. And it's usually a big strobe light, and for some reason that light has decided not to blink today. So the only light that I can see blinking is a little bitty one on the telephone. And John, if I'm not looking directly at the telephone, I don't see that one blinking. And rarely do I stare at the telephone. That's not a good thing for radio, (laughs) is it? So uh, text messages do work better. I have a big sign that pops up. Uh, and, and gives me some information. John Day, local attorney, is with us this morning. John, good morning to you. Good morning to you. It's a beautiful day, isn't oh, it's it? It's gorgeous out there. The this is exactly what fall should be. It is. This is going to be a great fall. And uh, just go out and enjoy yourself. Take a look around. Weekend coming up just around the corner, and the leaves right out the window here are phenomenal. So. If you get on uh, up in Cannon County and the hilly areas of Rutherford County, beautiful out there. It really is. And, it, and this time of year uh, also reminds me of why I moved to Middle Tennessee almost 40 years ago. Our daughter lives in Minneapolis, Bart. Nine inches of snow. Oh, no, already? Nine inches of snow oh, already. Goodness. Yes. So uh, I'm thankful to be in Tennessee. I don't blame you at all. So if you have a question about uh, legal issues or snow, <laughs> give John a call. <laughs> I've, I, I've forgotten most of what I know about snow, thank <laughs> well, goodness. It's, it's easy to forget those. <laughs> Put them out of your mind. Uh, this is Pedestrian Safety Month, and we're going to be talking a little about that today. Seems like just every other day or so, we have a, a pedestrian or a bike rider being hit by a car. Yeah, it's it's we're up to a, a 119 pedestrian deaths in Tennessee so far this year. And it seems like most of them are in Murfreesboro for some <laughs> <laughs> Well, believe it or not, Murfreesboro's about the same as where it uh, was a year ago. So far this year, there's been uh, 19, and uh, uh, last year for the year, it was 51. So in fact, we're running a little bit low. That's by 19 as of June 30th. But, yeah, to be sure, there. Uh, I think what we're seeing is lots and lots of people trying to find a way to escape from their home. And, uh, therefore, more people walking, therefore, increased risks, right? And, and you can't cross the street more quickly than a car that's coming toward you. Well, the, uh, the, the, here's the science on that. A car coming 30 uh, miles an hour is traveling 44 feet per second. Hmm. 
Uh, yes, it's very, very difficult for and a person who's walking at, uh, let's say, three miles an hour, which is a healthy clip. It's not speed walking. At three miles an hour, you're going about uh, four feet per second. So <laughs> big difference. Big, big difference. difference. Uh, are there any unique laws in Murfreesboro and, and this area in particular that uh, make it better or worse for pedestrians, for bike riders? There, there's, there's only one unique law that I don't think people know about. Uh, and it, quite frankly, it's not unique. It's true not only in the city, but it's true statewide that, quite frankly, I was unaware of until recently. We know most of the general rules, right? Mm-hmm. Thou shalt cross at crosswalks. Thou shalt stay on the right side of crosswalk, crosswalks. If you're crossing the street between crosswalks, you're virtually on your own. That is, you have to yield to oncoming traffic. But here's an unusual law that I don't think most people are aware of. And that is, if there's a sidewalk, you're supposed to be on the sidewalk and not walking on the street. Uh Now, there's a rule that that I see violated all the time, particularly by people who are running. Uh, A lot of runners choose to run on the street, therefore the asphalt, as opposed to the sidewalk. And technically speaking, uh, if the sidewalk is available, that's what you're supposed to use and you're violating uh, the law. So if there is a sidewalk where you are running, you should be on the sidewalk, otherwise you're the one that's in violation. That is correct. Interesting. Yeah, I, and like I said, I, I admit I didn't know it. But you've had me on here uh, many, many times, so you know there's lots of things I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> well, that's one that's, thing I did not I, yeah. know that I do now know. Now, is that true for bicycles also, or do bicycles bicycles aren't supposed to be on the sidewalk at all? Oh, okay. Skateboards uh, are not supposed to. Sk- skateboards are not supposed to be on the street. Okay, so it's a. Uh, Bicycles are supposed to be on the street. They're not supposed to be on the sidewalk. Skateboards are not supposed to be on the street. They're supposed to be on the sidewalk. But in in the city here, they cannot be on the sidewalks in the commercial business district that is right downtown. Okay. So uh, if you're running, you need to be on the sidewalk, not the street. If you're on the street, you're breaking the law. But bikes are supposed to be on the street, not the sidewalk. That is correct. Okay. And, and if you're running on the street, you're supposed to be running facing traffic, not with traffic, or walking on the street. So let's assume there's no sidewalk. If you're walking or running on the street, you're supposed to walk facing traffic, not with your back to traffic. Okay. So um, these are things to keep in mind. And you're you're doing some helmet giveaways, is that right? This sort of fits in with bike safety. Yeah, with yes, and with, also the mask giveaways, which does with everything. Right. Yeah. This uh, we've been doing the helmet giveaways now. I think for three years. It may be four, but I think it's three. We've given out over five thousand. Um, we would have given out another couple thousand this year, but because of the pandemic. All the uh, local events where we give away the helmets have been canceled. So we decided that this weekend we're going to invite people to the parking lot of our office at 1639 uh, Medical Center Parkway, right there across from the hospital, and let people stop by, drive up basically, and pick up uh, helmets for their children. 
at the same time, we're going to be giving away the remainder of the masks that we had made. Uh, we've given out over 750 uh, here in town, and uh, we've got another 250 or so left. So those will be available this Saturday morning at our um, office, 1639 Medical Center Parkway, from 10 a.m. until noon. Okay, 10 a.m. until noon right. this Saturday. Right. 1639 Medical Center Parkway. Yes, sir. And people will be able to just drive up, and we'll uh, we'll work with them in their car. Of course, we'll be masked up and, and trying to uh, exercise... Uh, good manners uh, during these times but we hope people will stop by and and take advantage of uh, an opportunity to get their kids some bicycle helmets those can really save lives so important well they they do i mean nothing is perfect right i mean and this is one thing that is sometimes lost in the debate about all safety equipment nothing works 100 percent of the time uh, if you have a bicycle helmet and your head collides with a SUV going 70 miles an hour, uh, I, I think the SUV wins, right? Absolutely. But the idea is to take reasonable uh, steps to protect yourself and wearing a helmet, especially for kids, but for anybody, <laughs> but wearing a helmet for kids while using a skateboard or roller skates or uh, a bicycle, it's... It's critical. It's just good common sense. John, we have a text here from a listener. It says, uh, this is involving a disability case. My wife was told by an attorney that she hadn't worked enough in previous two years to get her disability approved. She's very disabled. Is there any way to push this through? She wasn't able to work those two years due to her inability. Uh, what, What can they do? I do not practice that area of law, Bart, but I do know this. The law requires that you work a certain number of quarters, that is, quarters of a year, three-month periods, before you are eligible for uh, any sort of disability. I was, <coughs> excuse me, I was unaware of any requirement that you'd had worked in the previous two years. That may be true, uh, but that is that is news to me. This is one of those cases where it makes sense to seek out the opinion of another lawyer. Most disability lawyers that I know will have an initial consultation at no charge. So that's what I would encourage this person to do. Um, Just check with somebody else, give uh, that lawyer the facts, and see if uh, the advice matches up. Very good. Uh, Here's another question, and this one I'm, I'm not sure it's something you can help with either. This is a person asking a Medicare question. They say that uh, they've been bombarded with people telling them that uh, they should change their Medicare provider and that this provider will do this or that uh, that's better than the other one. How do they know that they're not doing something that is going to be worse than what they had? I, uh, I'm 64, so next year, You'll I, find out. <laughs> I will find out uh, how to evaluate Medicare plans. But I, I must tell you that I think it's very, very difficult to shop for insurance uh, under any circumstances, right? I mean, when you buy insurance, you don't even get to see the policy before right. you buy it, right? 
So, and it, you hope you don't use it. Yes, and that's yes. I spend lots of money every year on something I hope I never ever use. I hope to waste every single penny of it. But on this Medicare um, issue, I have found I'm a member of ARP, uh, mm-hmm. just like many people are. Sure. And I've seen information on their website that helps people evaluate different types of Medicare plans, Medicare Advantage plans, supplemental plans. There are also some agents who will sit down and talk with you. They'll try to sell you a supplement or push you towards a Medicare Advantage plan. It may make sense for this person to talk to an agent who sells those plans and let he or she guide them. Okay. And it does seem like there must be something new this year. This person didn't bring it up, but uh, I keep hearing people talking about, uh, are you covered for eyeglasses, hearing aids, uh, you know, things of that sort, transportation. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's different, the, the wonderful thing about the marketplace is there's people offering broader coverage than Medicare traditionally offers. So there's, they're out there trying to sell you a, a, a product. It does cause confusion. That's why I think it may make some sense to get some help. Okay. Uh, back to the uh, question about uh, driving safety and everything. Uh, this question is from a listener who's obviously a parent. Uh, they say that they have a, a child in school who is now driving. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I went, through, that. went through that. Uh, <laughs> and, and they're wanting to be sure that their child is safe. Uh, what about uh, checking on the child with... Uh, these uh, cell phones that let you know where they are and how fast they might be driving. Uh, and they've also, this ties into insurance again. Uh, they said that the insurance company will give a discount uh, if the child is a good, safe driver, and they determine that by what they see on the cell phone. Should they do that? I think it's definitely something that should be considered. I mean, that the, when when you started driving and when Scott started driving your car, right? And, you know, right. Oh, those options were not available. No, we didn't uh, have phones like that. But now it makes sense, quite frankly, to use that monitoring equipment to help keep a, a, a an eye on your child. <clears throat> and I applaud insurance companies, quite frankly, that give people the option of. Uh, getting a discounted premium for engaging in a in better driving techniques right and mm-hmm. if somebody's out there actively trying to reduce the risk by the way they drive then it makes sense for um, uh, the insurance company to offer a lower rate now you give up some privacy when you do that if you're track if you allow somebody to track you uh, you are giving up some of your privacy, theoretically speaking. They know everywhere you go. Here's the dirty little secret the car manufacturers already know. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, and all the newer vehicles. Now, this right. isn't true for, you know, the average vehicle in Tennessee is 11 years old. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. isn't true for 12, 13-year-old vehicles. For newer vehicles, you, there is data constantly being recorded Whenever you drive the vehicle, some of which is written over promptly, some of which is kept, and the automobile manufacturers have access to it. So I don't know how much privacy we have anyway, but 
on this so precise. So if you have OnStar or SOS or any of those. Right, yes. They know where you've been, where you're going. That's how they can find you, your car, if it's been stolen. That's how they can unlock your car if, if uh, you need your car unlocked. That's how it can make an emergency call if you have an emergency. You're constantly being tracked wherever you go. Which is good in some cases, uh, but, you know, it, it could be bad if they're, if, if they're tracking you speeding all the time. I guess the insurance company, can, can an insurance company choose not to insure you if, uh, if they determine that you're driving uh, too quick, too fast? Oh, I think they could if you give them the right to monitor. So I don't have any reason to believe that, say, General Motors is selling information like that on specific drivers. To right, I was companies. just thinking But about if you allow yourself to be monitored by one of the insurance companies, I, am, I see no reason why they cannot take your driving habits into account when they set premiums. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's something to think about. Uh, these are things you need to talk about, and, and hopefully the insurance company would uh, would go over those with you. Yes, and some will, and that's why having a good agent helps. I mean, that I can't speak enough about the need for people to have a reliable insurance agent than they can talk to. Now, it's true you can buy insurance online and never talk to a human being. I think that's a mistake. I think it makes sense to go to a trusted agent in your community and talk with him or her about the coverage that you need. I mean, let me give you an example of just a, and this is something I feel horrible about as a human and as a lawyer. We recently wrapped up a case where a woman was killed by a 17-year-old child, kid, driving Mm -hmm. to soccer practice. He made a left-hand turn in front of her. She had the right of way, no doubt about that. This family had a $100,000 worth of insurance on that car. They lived in a $900,000 house. The medical bills for this woman who died were $180,000. Okay? That's somebody who did not have the advice of a good insurance agent. Because I can guarantee you that any insurance agent worth his or her salt would have said to this family, given your assets, given this $900,000 house with $300,000 worth of equity in it, you should not be driving on the streets with only $100,000 worth of insurance, especially if you've got a a young driver in the household. So So that's the red flag then, a young driver. Yes. I mean, it's a heck of a problem. I mean, any of us could make a mistake, but we know that younger drivers more like are more likely to make a mistake than somebody who's 50. They're just they lack experience. Now, you can move the driving age age up to 27, they're still going to lack experience, right? It just takes a while to get used to driving a vehicle. So, I would urge the caller to sit down with the agent and talk to him or her about whether their insurance coverage is adequate for their financial situation. And if the agent won't do that, get another agent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because a good agent will be happy to have that conversation with you. There's one other thing that the caller probably knows now, but many people don't. When your child turns 
16 or sometimes even earlier and gets a driver's license, the parent has to sign on the dotted line that they are responsible for any mistakes made by that driver until they're 18. Is that a new law? Or was no, that it's old? been around for quite a while. But many people don't think about what they're actually saying when they sign that. In the case I just mentioned a little while ago, one of the parents signed that, it's called a teenage affidavit, saying, I'm responsible if you injure or kill someone. And so that puts a parent at personal financial risk for as many as two years, right? So all the more reason why you should have an adequate amount of insurance for your financial situation. John Day is with us this morning answering questions that concern you. And if you have an issue... Uh, you can call us on the phone, and hopefully I'll see it, but uh, the strobe's not working, and I <laughs> gradually, occasionally look over there, but I will see the text message. Uh, we've got a bunch of others' text messages. We'll be back and answer those. The text number is the same as the number to call, 615-893-1450. We'll be right back. We got some good neighbors and we like bragging on them. Nominate a good neighbor every day. Put it in writing on WGNS. WGNS. AM. FM. Schedule online anytime. Getting an appointment with Ascension Care Teams at St. Thomas just got easier with online scheduling. Now you don't have to break away from your day to book the care you need when and where you need it. No matter where you are or what you're up to. Whether you're a new patient or if you've been here before. Just pick the appointment that works for you. Schedule online anytime at GetSTHealthCare.com. As cold and flu season approaches, one of the best things that you can do to give somebody who is sick is a quart of Demas's chicken and rice soup. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. This soup is my grandmother's recipe, and we have used this soup in order to help our family whenever we are sick. Just gives us a good comfort feeling. One of the things that you can also do is you can now ship that soup anywhere across the United States. And you can order that soup online at DemasFamilyKitchen.com. Hi, this is Riley down at Music World and Drummer's Den inviting you to come and shop with us. We're at South Church right across from Indian Hills. So the beauty of our store is we typically beat or match internet pricing. And the cool thing about that is you can try it out. You can actually pick up the instrument and hold it in your hand before you buy it versus online where you can't really see it until you get it in your hands. Come on over to the Music World and Drummer's Den and we'll get you guys taken care of. We're at 2762 South Church right across from Indian Hills. Good morning. Traffic still holding up right now out here on 840, headed over towards Franklin, Williamson County. We've seen tons of radar with THP up and down sections of I-24 coming out of Coffee County into Rutherford County. Slow it down this morning. Hey, check out the all-new Andre Chicken Sandwich now available at Prince's Hot Chicken, 5814 Nolensville Pike. I'm Commander Chuck, your on-time traffic. Thank you, Chuck. What about that Murfreesboro weather? Brought to you by First National Bank of Murfreesboro. First National Bank of Murfreesboro is growing to serve you better. Hi, I'm Shelly Rigsby, and in mid-November, our name changes to Capstar Bank. Our staff will be the same, but we'll be able to do so much more. First National Bank of Murfreesboro will soon become Capstar, 
a full-service bank with a small-town feel. We believe in keeping our personal relationships. First National Bank of Murfreesboro, soon Capstar, member FDIC. Mostly sunny skies here this afternoon with a high in the mid-80s. South winds are on 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear skies and a low near 62. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 63. All that's news with Matt Lane. Weekday afternoon. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Broderick County's place to talk. Hey, welcome back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Our birthday winner today is Ginger Lowry. Happy birthday to you. And she wins her choice of goodies from Simply Pure Sweets Bakery and Cafe. Ginger Lowry, our birthday cake winner. And Sue Neely is our good neighbor of the day. The person who nominated Sue said she's always sharing her beautiful yard with friends and neighbors, giving uh, so much to all of them. Sue Neely, our good neighbor, and she'll be receiving flowers from Jenny Harrison and the family at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. Tell us about your good neighbor. Let us know who they are so we can salute them as well. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Local attorney John Day is with us this morning. So if you have a question dealing with laws, give us a call. He's here to help you. 615-893-1450. Here's another text question. Uh, Not sure if this is a legal question. I'll go ahead and see what it says because I haven't read this one. Large tree roots have uprooted my driveway. These trees are located between my house and the neighbor. I want to fix my driveway. Uh, Should I be responsible or should my neighbor do some of this? Well, if if the tree is truly on the property line, it sounds like a joint issue. And the way to uh, address this, I would suggest, is to grab two cups of coffee or two Cokes or whatever sit down with your neighbor and say, <laughs> how do we want to address this tree situation? Because it's creating a problem, and it maybe makes sense that both of us pay to have it removed and the stump removed, and that way I can fix my driveway and you can avoid your problem down the road. So it's, I think it's a, this is something that hopefully no lawyer uh, other than me will ever have to talk about with these two folks. So just try to do it the neighborly way. That's always a good thing to do, right? Absolutely. Be a good neighbor whenever you can. (laughs) There's a radio station that has a tagline like that. I've heard of that somewhere. (laughs) Uh, Here's another question. This is from uh, obviously another parent. Uh, They said that uh, about two weeks ago their child uh, was in a, a car accident with uh, another teenager, as a matter of fact. They were uh, near the school, and they said, fortunately, it was only a fender bender. But a police report was filed. Uh, everybody said, we feel fine. Uh, should I get an attorney to be a part of this, uh, or is there a big chance that something can come up later? My back is hurting or whatever. Well, it's always possible uh, for somebody to report an injury in the days following a wreck. Uh, At the time of the wreck, 
if um, if there's no apparent injuries, sometimes the flow of adrenaline uh, masks an injury, or the injury doesn't otherwise manifest itself for a couple of days. But I don't think there's any reason to get an attorney at this point, uh, unless this person's son or daughter is having symptoms of their own. But if they're just concerned about a claim being made against them, the thing for them to do is to report it to their insurance company. Um, and uh, in the event there is a legal claim asserted down the road, their insurance company will hire a lawyer for them. Okay, okay. So okay. no reason to have a lawyer out of pocket. Uh, if, on the other hand, the caller's son or daughter is having physical problems, they should seek medical attention, and if those problems persist, then it would make sense for them to talk to a lawyer, assuming they're not the at-fault party. Okay. Here is another question dealing with the wreck. This person says, I've heard you talk about this before, and uh, this was long before you were on the radio, so I didn't have the chance to hear you talk about it. But several years ago, I was in a bad traffic accident, injured very badly, uh, finally got to feeling much better. My doctor cleared me. The insurance company that was paying my bills uh, cleared everything and said we needed to sign off on that. We did. And now, many years later, I'm having issues again with my health which are related to the accident. Am I up the creek? That's a very fancy legal term, up the creek, but okay. it's, it's correct. <laughs> I can tell this was from a lawyer. Who <laughs> yes, said that's that right. <laughs> yeah, legalese. No, no, you are up the creek, unfortunately. Oh, here's, no. Yes, because here's, here's what the law says. Uh, the law says that you have one year to bring a personal injury claim. That's one year from the date of the wreck. Now, of course, we're talking about law. So, of course, there are several exceptions to that. But for the normal adult who is in a traffic wreck in Tennessee, they have one year to bring a claim. It sounds to me, based on the description, that some sort of compromise or settlement was reached. The, when a compromise or settlement is reached, before a lawsuit is filed or after, there's a piece of paper that is signed that is called a release. Mm -hmm. And the release says in exchange for you're receiving X number of dollars or you're getting your medical bills paid and receiving X number of dollars, you give up the right to ever make a claim again related to this wreck. So it's an exchange of money for giving up your legal rights. And if the caller signed a document like that, they are up the creek. <laughs> okay. So uh, the thing it would be have a good, strong attorney before you sign that, or, or if you didn't sign it, would they quit paying your bills? They would quit. Yeah, they would quit paying. So, it, I mean, this is the... You're, you're caught in a hard place. You're caught in a hard place, and most people don't have the expertise to understand how to weigh the pros and cons of signing a piece of paper like that. I mean, I tell people all the time, do not sign a release unless you know the nature and extent of your injuries and if they're going to give you ongoing problems. Now, 
to understand all that, you have to understand what your doctor says. You need to understand a little bit about how the human body works. Um, but people all too often do exactly what this caller or texter did, and that is uh, try to work it out, accept that the bills are being paid by the insurance company, and then at the end of the day give up their legal rights maybe for less money than they should have or earlier than they should have. Usually when uh, the opposite party wants out uh, and wants you to sign a deal, it's going to help them and not you, I I would guess. Well, yes. I mean, this is – I I am not an anti-insurance company person. No, no, no. I understand they're in business. They're in business to make money. But I encourage people to think about it like this. When you attempt to negotiate with an insurance claims person, insurance adjuster on your own, you are negotiating with a professional who is acting out in the interests of his or her employer and not you. I mean, that's just the way that it is. Mm -hmm. It's not Mm -hmm. unethical. It's not illegal. It's nothing. It is business. They are engaged in a business transaction with you, and the goal is to pay you less, not more. Now, we can debate whether or not the less is in the range of fairness or not, but the goal is to pay less, not more. So when you attempt to do that on your own, you are engaging in risky behavior because most people don't have the sophistication and the, the experience to do that. It's, what I tell all the people all the time is this, Bart. I've got 20 years of education between law school, grade school, kindergarten, all that. I, I'm 64 years old. I'm, I, can under, I know how to search for things on the Internet. If my toilet breaks at home, I probably can replace it. Now, I don't have the tools because I don't do home repair stuff because I know I'm not real handy. But by watching some videos, by making four or five trips to Home Depot and back buying tools that I may never use again, I might be able to figure it out how to do it over a weekend or two. <laughs> right. The th- scary thing is, what other damage am I going to do? Am I going to leave a leak somewhere that destroys the floor on which the toilet sits? That's so right. yeah. trying to handle your own personal injury claim is like me trying to fix a toilet. So you need to get some help early. I, I believe in calling a plumber. Yeah. <laughs> Our phone number, by the way, 615-893-1450. Talk or text. And again, I explained uh, probably best to text today because the uh, strobe light that lets me know the phone's ringing is not working. You know, Bart, this is sort of like Green Acres. Pretty That's soon right. you're going to have to climb the telephone pole to get the <laughs> I'm telephone. I'm going to have to get up there and work on that. Uh, and want to remind people also that uh, John Day is giving away helmets and masks. Uh, bicycle helmets for kids and also the mask giveaway for COVID-19. And you're doing that this Saturday at your office here in Murfreesboro, 10 a.m. until noon this Saturday. These are free. No strings attached, and that's at 1639 Medical Center Parkway, right across from the hospital. Free. 
10 until noon because he is a good guy. So, Well, thank you for saying that. We we, uh, have really enjoyed handing out masks uh, over the course of the summer. And, in fact, some people have come back multiple times to get new masks because, of course, as you know, they do wear out. So it's it's great to see everybody, and we hope to see uh, people there on Saturday morning. Good. Here's a COVID-19 question. A listener says, I have to work. I need to go to work. I'm in the retail trade, but I'm afraid to go to work because of all of the COVID-19 that's around. My boss says if I'm going to get paid, I need to go to work. Uh, what what am I going to do? Uh, I, go to work. <laughs> I, I mean, I I'm think sorry. a lot of people are afraid of these. Yeah, days. I'm sure. I, and I don't minimize that in any shape, form, or fashion. Right? I mean, uh, I I came in here today wearing a mask. Right. Uh, yeah. In at my office, we have a reduced staff working, but we wear masks in common areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wipe down the kitchen table. You know, we do all that. We're afraid too, but the fact of the matter is, in Tennessee, your employer has a right to insist uh, that you show up if you want to get paid. And I, uh, the only thing I can recommend is wear a mask, keep your hands as clean as you possibly can, and pray. Yeah, and, and I think if we do those things, we are going to be. So much better off. Uh, try to keep the place clean around you. Here at the station, at the radio station, we, we keep hand sanitizers all around. We wipe. Uh, when John leaves, we will wipe down that area with uh, disinfectant. We change the uh, little covers on the microphones uh, with each, each change in shows. So, you know, and I'm sure every business has its own unique set of situations but you need to do those and and i think those plastic screens in front of uh, a clerk that reduces risk too right yeah i mean and the fact of the matter is nothing is going to eliminate the risk that doesn't mean that we shouldn't do what we can do to try to reduce the risk and and i i am firmly convinced that wearing masks and hopefully assisting that others wear masks um, will help reduce the risk for all of us and, st- and get rid of this thing. And if you're fortunate enough to be in an area, if you work in an area where everybody has their own office with walls around them uh, and, and, and you don't do a lot of intermingling, uh, you're probably a whole lot safer off. Yeah, in my off my personal office in my suite of offices, I do not wear a mask. So when I'm on the phone or just sitting there working, I do not wear one. If I walk into the hallway, I do, and it's mainly because I have respect for my coworkers. Right? And that's what it boils down to: respect for others all around you. Our phone number six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. We're going to pause for just a minute. Checking on the traffic and weather again. It could be changing out there. Things do happen in this world. We'll be right back. John Day is our guest. News Radio WGNS is all about saving you money. Hear Clark Howard weekdays 11 to 1. Dave Ramsey 1 to 4. Then Financial Coaching Radio at 4. 
October is Car Care Awareness Month, and First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna wants to give you 10% off for your fall tune-up. So stop by and make sure that heat is blowing hot and your air conditioning is not. That's 10% off for your fall tune-up at First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system. WGNS listeners get $50 off. 615-930-0088. A whole house air purifier. 615-930-0088. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Come see us for all your clothing, gift, pets, any needs that you have for your lawn or garden. And also, don't forget anything you need for your farm. Please come visit us at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Where are you located? 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. Do you have to be a member to shop here? You don't have to be a member with us to shop. The Co-op Farm and Home Center on Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off South Church. For 80 years, Roscoe Brown has been the trusted name in heating, cooling, and plumbing for Middle Tennessee homeowners and businesses. Throughout the years, our number one goal has been to accurately assess your HVAC and plumbing systems. With four locations in Middle Tennessee, we provide 24-7 assistance by calling 1-888-MY-ROSCOE. Turn to the experts at Carrier and Roscoe Brown. People you know, a name you trust. RoscoeBrown.com. News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Good morning. Traffic still holding up right now out here on 840, headed over towards Franklin, Williamson County. We've seen tons of radar with THP up and down sections of I-24 coming out of Coffee County into Rutherford County, slowing down this morning. Hey, check out the all-new Andre Chicken Sandwich, now available at Prince's Hot Chicken, 5814 Nolensville Pike. I'm Commander Chuck, your on-time traffic. Mostly sunny skies here this afternoon with a high in the mid-80s. South winds are on 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear skies and a low near 62. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 63. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. Weekdays at 5, it's all sports talk with Marty Hale Jr. and Tim Tackert. Here on WGNS, we're local, we know sports. Welcome back. John Day is with us this morning. I want to remind you once again, John is going to be giving away free bicycle helmets for youngsters as well as COVID-19 masks for everyone. And he's doing it for free this Saturday, 10 until 2 this Saturday at his office. And that's uh, over at 1639 Medical Center Parkway, right across from the hospital. 1639 Medical Center Parkway this Saturday, 10 until 2. And again, I stress those are free. That could be something that could save your child's life, your life. I mean, it's so important to get both of those. I agree. I I hope we uh, have a good turnout. Very definitely. Uh, With so many people, this is great weather to walk the greenways. Uh, Kids are riding their bicycles. Uh, Even if they're going slowly on the greenway, uh, uh, a fall on a bike can devastate a child 
Well, we've seen lots and lots of people hurt, uh, not only on bicycles, but on skateboards, on four-wheelers, on golf carts. I mean, we have a horrible uh, incident involving a golf, a golf cart right now where uh, the child's medical bills exceed a half a million dollars. Mm. And it's parents allowing 10, 11-year-old kids to drive golf, golf carts on the street. On the street? It's, it's not only yeah. illegal, but it's extremely dangerous. So a golf cart that supposedly is street legal... Uh, no, there's no such thing. Oh, there are. There are. They, I'm trying to remember what they call. But you them. don't let kids drive a car on it. No, no, so. no, no. You've still got to. You've still got to be an adult age. There are certain golf carts that are street legal. Uh, now they look like golf carts. They're really not golf carts. They're special. I can't remember the name of the vehicles, but it's capable of going up to 35 miles an hour. It has the appropriate lighting, that sort of thing. You could ride those on the street if you license them. But no golf carts. Uh, it's a rule honored in the breach many places, right? But they're not mm-hmm. supposed to be on the street. Okay, so be aware, golf carts uh, can be dangerous. Well, v- very dangerous. As I said, this this letting eleven year old kid drive a golf cart. I understand. Now, don't give me. I got a thirteen year old. Yeah, she likes to play golf. She loves to drive the golf cart. I get it. She drives it when we're golfing <laughs> <laughs> on the fairway. Not on the road. <laughs> and not on the green. <laughs> Just the fair one. <laughs> okay. Uh, here's a, another question. This one in from a, a listener who's saying uh, they're concerned about uh, driving their car, using it for things at, at the office, uh, running to the bank, running to the uh, post office, things of that sort. Uh, if they had an accident, who would be responsible in that situation? If you are... Driving a car, your personal car, to another place of business for your employer, your employer is responsible if you negligently cause a wreck. If you are injured in that wreck, you would be covered by workers' compensation law. Okay? So, you have... Most employers will purchase what they call a non-owned auto policy. I have one Mm -hmm. because sometimes people who work for me make a trip to the post office or something like that. And basically, it ensures my business in the event that one of my employees is in their personal car uh, making a run for me and they make a mistake, uh, the law firm is covered. So when it, when a person is out driving for a boss, uh, their insurance coverage protects them too, but the boss will probably have insurance coverage on that vehicle. Okay, so uh, not it doesn't hurt to ask just for you to have a good. That's feel. correct. We're almost out of time, John. Uh, got about a minute or so left. Uh, any things that we have missed this morning that you had hoped we would cover? Well, I remember one thing that I uh, was a, a new, unusual uh, ordinance in Murfreesboro on the subject of pedestrians. Did you know it's illegal to to walk while you're drunk on public streets? <laughs> I've never heard that. I, one. <laughs> it was news to me when I was reviewing the law. Yes, yes, even walking while drunk is is uh, not appropriate. Now, I don't know exactly how you get anywhere 
because <laughs> you'd be falling all over. All my place. almost by definition, uh, if you leave a bar and have done the responsible thing and use uh, one of the ride sharing services, you've got to get from the bar uh, to the ride sharing vehicle, right? So you right. violated the law as you cross <laughs> the threshold of the door and got to the vehicle. But it is yes, you can receive a ticket for walking while intoxicated. So be aware of that, and if somebody pulls you over, uh, and I guess it would could be a, a bicycle police officer <laughs> or a pedestrian police officer. <laughs> yes, walking while intoxicated. Yes, be yes. aware of that. That is a law in Murfreesboro <laughs> against the law to walk while intoxicated. Uh, <laughs> on public streets. On a public street. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, uh, tell us about this Saturday. This Saturday uh, at our offices at 1639 Medical Center Parkway, which is right across from the hospital, we're going to be offering uh, free bicycle helmets for kids. We don't have any adult sizes. We've got three different child sizes, as well as uh, cloth face masks for people who would uh, like to add one to their uh, now, I'm sure, ever-growing collection. So we'll be there uh, from 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock. It'll be a drive-up type of service, so we you, we'll minimize interaction with folks. Uh, I'll be there. Uh, my assistant will be there. We'll have masks on and, and look forward to seeing you there and sharing uh, what we have to offer with you, helmets and masks. Okay, that is this Saturday. John Day is doing that. John, thank you again for joining us today. Have a super rest of the day. Truman is next right here on WGNS Murfreesboro.